$167,000. I'll settle for one dance with Domino. Can you play any other tune? Something we're making for the Americans. It's called a ghetto blaster. May I cut in? It's a charming tune. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome to our second episode of Bond Music, Six of the Best. This is the 10th of our music series. This whole numbering system is getting ridiculous. Just believe us when we tell you it's Six of the Best, the second episode of that, the 10th of our music series. Does anybody out there have a bingo? Does anybody have a bingo? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Six of the Best will take a slightly different approach to the way that we structured the old show, as you may know, especially if you listened to last episode. What we're going to do is include a discussion of the movie theme. And then for each show, either myself or Alan, we're going to alternate who takes the lead. I have the lead on this episode. Spoiler for you. And then the main host, that's me, gets first choice at their favorite three additional tracks from the soundtrack. And then the other guy, that's Alan this time, gets to pick from the three that remain. That's why we call it six of the best. There's reasons for everything, people. Okay, and then... The lead, that's me, will give us a bonus track at the end of our discussion today. So there's plenty to talk about. You're just going to have to trust us. Alan, I know you're excited to be here, man. Don't you think it might be a good idea to actually introduce ourselves this time, right? Nah. (laughs) No? Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay, it's a good idea. I am your lead on this one. I'm Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. I'm joined. People, let me tell you about my best friend. By my best friend in the world, Alan J. Porter, author, dapper dresser, snappy dancer. What else? Did I leave anything else? Awesome bass player. <laughs> awesome bass player. Welcome back, Alan. Thank you, Jared. It's good to be back. I think this is going to be a fun one. Well, they're always fun, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so welcome, everybody. As Jared said, this is the second episode of the Six of the Best Bond Music Shows. For this episode, we're going back to karate school. As soon as we settle our tab at the Bottoms Up Club, it's the man with the golden gun. And as Jared mentioned, he has the lead this time. Take a, a, a listen and a little background on the theme music. As usual, we used our very favorite reference book, The Music of James Bond by John Burlingame. Highly recommended to everybody out there. And here's what we've learned. Just a quick little background on what's going on in The Man with the Golden Gun as we roll into the main theme by Lulu. First of all, you're going to notice that this soundtrack, if you ever listen to it, it's very rushed. There's a lot of the same themes that get used a lot over and over again. This is because John Barry was rushed. He was very rushed on this project. A small part of him wanted to come back to the franchise after he had stepped away for Live and Let Die, but he was cornered. He was working on another film called Day of the Locust. He ended up having just a few weeks to work on this film. Although the music is still of good, very quality, if you ask me. We'll discuss that as we move along, I'm certain. But unfortunately, this is the only Bond theme that did not make the charts in the United States or in England. It did not chart. And the other thing to keep in mind is that this Bond film features a lot of martial arts, much like Live and Let Die sort of capitalized on the popularity of black exploitation film. At this point, Kung Fu cinema is actually growing very large, thanks to Bruce Lee and the like. And so James Bond is jumping on that train. So you will get some sounds of the Orient as you go through the soundtrack. That's what I picked up overall from my broad brush of the Berlin Game book. Let's jam out.
So that has to be the most on-the-nose innuendo lyric. <laughs> I don't get it. Have any of the boys? You don't get it? <laughs> Subtle it is not. <laughs> and I think it's probably the only one that's actually almost literally spells out the plot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was Don Black's most inspired piece of songwriting from lyrically. But you know what? I like it. I know Lulu hates it. No. But I think she did a great job. I think it says in the Birmingham book that she thinks she sounds like Ethel Merman rather than Shirley Bassey. But I think it really suits her. It's a grower. And that, that staccato opening is just hooks me straight away. So I actually really like it. I know a lot of people don't, but I do. I did. It's a grower. I've been humming it for the last couple of weeks. It's been a real earworm since I started listening to this CD. So. Exactly. It's infectious. Like you said, I think she belts it. Lyrically, it may not be the best, but I think musically, it's catchy as hell. Yeah. Yeah, and I, think I so. love it. I love yeah. it. I think it's great. Yeah. So, uh, as a few folks know, there was actually another version or another attempt at a man from the Golden Gun theme. I think this was done before John Barry and Don Black were brought back on board. I'm not quite sure where it fits in the timeline for a production, but a young lady by the name of Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Had a go at doing a theme for Man with the Golden Gun. Do we want to play a little snippet of that? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Young lady. You got me good on that one. <laughs> That middle bit to me just sounds like a Scooby Doo soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it at first until you told me it sounded like Scooby Doo. Now I can't help but hear Scooby Doo. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) You're not sorry. It's another fake sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that was another fake sorry. You're 100% correct. I'm learning. I'm learning to pick these up. So, what do you think about the Alice Cooper Um, version? It's difficult once you've got. The former one established in your head to listen to any other version, to be honest. I'd like the opening lyric that middle Scooby-Doo section is very weak. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a Bond theme. I can see why they rejected it. Yeah. The first time I ever heard it, I think it might have been the JBR guys on one of their music ofs. It was very jarring to me. And I was like, I do not like this. But now that I've kind of warmed up to it, it's a fun song. I definitely prefer the Lulu version, but it's a fun novelty song to go to every once in a while. And it, it is a fun song, but I couldn't see it working with the movie. No, I think you're right. I think the Lulu version is much, much better suited. 
but still fun oddity. Anything else on the main theme before we roll no, on, my friend? No. Take it forward with your three picks. All right. Well, I actually didn't want to take the lead on this episode, but Alan literally twisted my arm, and I was like, just don't hurt my arm again. And uh, I ended up going on the first round. <laughs> I will pick three tracks from the score. My first pick is track six. It's called Good Night, Good Night. Now, don't confuse that with the very end theme, which is a little different from the original Lulu theme, where it says, Good Night, Good Night. This track is actually called Good Night, Good Night. This is the track where they're in the hotel room where basically he sleeps with <laughs> Maude Adams' character while Goodnight is in the closet. <laughs> so let's give that a listen.
I picked that track, Alan, because I think it's just beautiful. Some Barry music just gets right to my soul. And that one is definitely one. And we will talk about Barry getting to Jared's soul when we get to the living daylights. There's some tracks on there that just, I don't know. They just speak uh-huh. to me. It's a beautiful track. Very soothing. Very melodic. Not the right thing to be listening to the day after Christmas on when I'm full of wine no. and food. <laughs> I've got to wake you back up. What was the word you used? It was soporific. Soporific? Yeah. Look that up. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> yeah. To me, I love that track. But the one thing about that track is it always just reminds me of that really crass line of Rogers at the end when he gets goodnight out of the closet and says, don't worry, good night. Your turn will come. <laughs> Still one of the funniest lines. <laughs> it's one of Roger Moore's funniest yet crassest lines. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Only someone with his charm gets away with Only it. Only Roger could have got away with that. Yeah. yeah. But it is, it's a beautiful track. I will give you that. Oh, it certainly is. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's roll into track two. I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit. This track is actually track seven from the CD, and it's called Let's Go Get Em. So I probably don't need to explain to you. <laughs> what scene we're talking about but you know you gotta pepper in a little sheriff every once in a while so i'll very good very good oh i thank you
So I was, I was watching this something the other day about the 10 greatest car stunts in movies, and they included that. And the guy who was doing the commentary actually said he thought that the slide whistle enhanced it. And I was like, I was like screaming at the TV. <laughs> well, I love that track. It's so upbeat. It's so jazzy. You get sort of that jazzy riff version of the man with the golden gun as if it wasn't jazzy enough. And then the Bond theme comes in there, and it's just like, yeah. Uh, then the, and then there's that slide whistle. And there's the slide Considering whistle. Barry regretted doing that and always said if he could go back and change one thing, it would be that. I just wonder why they still kept it in the soundtrack. I guess because of the speed of when the soundtrack was album was produced and stuff. They just took the raw score and put it on the album. But We talked about it being rushed before, too. I noticed this album overall. I think it has the fewest tracks of any Bond album. Yeah, seems to. Yeah, I think it does. I'm not, don't quote me on that, but if, if I was a Batman, ja- I'd say it. Jared, Jared said... <laughs> Jared said, as the fewest tracks of any Bond soundtrack. I'm prepared to stand by that. Speaking of tracks, let's get to my last one. Unless you had further thoughts on... No, just or... just, just, just the damn slide whistle. It just, it's a beautiful, it's a great upbeat track, and it's got that horrible thing right in the middle. But... Right in the middle. Yeah. Oh, well, it is what it is. At least he gave us something to talk about for decades on. I was actually just going to say the same thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move into my third and final pick, which is track eight from the CD. And it is called Hip's Trip. And this is about the time that Lieutenant Hip first meets Bond. And Bond's sort of unsure of whose side he's on. And he's taking him for a ride.
So I like that track for a couple of reasons. First of all, a lot of Bond fans point out, rightfully so, that if Lieutenant Hip just told him who he was from the beginning, <laughs> Bond wouldn't yeah. have had to escape from the boat. There's no reason for him not to tell him, at least in the car or in the boat. But the reason is, you get that great track with that ominous... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and you get, yeah, you get the nice juxtaposition of Hong Kong and Kowloon in the background. And that track always reminds me of the, yeah, the time I was lucky enough to spend some time in Hong Kong and got the ferry between Kowloon and Hong Kong. And that sort of bouncing around in the back of my mind. So. Heck yeah. I love it when the Asian flavored part comes in after the ominous yeah. part. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah. I, I still love the ominous part too, because in the movie at that point, you still don't know who fits a good guy or a bad guy. Mm hmm. So that little ominous theme is like, you know, is, is he taking bonds somewhere nasty or is something going to happen or whatever? And yeah, I, I, it's cool. It's one of the few tracks in this soundtrack and score that really sets the atmosphere, I think, and helps. So. I agree. And it doesn't do a lot of the use of the main theme. Yeah. But I tell you what, this was interesting. Enough, I'm quasi surprising you unless you looked in the online track list earlier. It was an interesting enough theme for the guys from Prodigy to use a sample of this theme of all themes it's like sort of buried john barry theme deep into the into the chambers of barry to sample on one of their tracks called minefields which i will play a sample for you now have you ever heard it before nope check it it out it's kind of cool i couldn't believe that this electronica dance group uh basically mined a little john barry that's a pretty deep cut to mine too (laughs) it it is that's what the hip kids say isn't it deep cut (laughs) deep cut yeah yeah Yeah, check this out I think it's cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'll give it a full listen to later. But anyway, that's the uh, electronica dance pop band prodigy, very popular in the late nineties. And I couldn't believe that they went so deep into finding that little track from Barry and turning it into that dance track. I just thought it was a lot of fun. So I surprised you with a little bonus track in the middle. I just was so shocked to see that that even existed and I had to share it with you. So our eight tracks are now going to be up to 10. Wow. Don't keep track of the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Don't keep track of the number. When I found that, I was like, this is just too wild and too deep of a cut to not bring up on the show. And I think that does it for my three and a little bonus track. So I think it's over to you, my friend. Well, cool. Well, it seems like Jared sent a small man with a bag of peanuts to stick a gun in my back and make me pick three tracks from the scraps he left on the table. (laughs) Although I must say, the mushrooms look delicious. Mm, Message received. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to kick off my pick with actually a track that was not actually in the movie. It is on the soundtrack but was not in the movie. And that is the jazz instrumental version of the main theme. Part of it is used in both of the Scaramanga Funhouse sequences, both at the beginning and at the end of the movie, when uh, you encounter the Al Capone garage shoot-up scene. I don't know if Barry took that snippet and then made a longer piece, or he wrote a longer piece and cut it down and put the snippet in the Scaramanga Funhouse. Either way, I like this full jazz instrumental version of the main theme. Let's kick off with that and then uh, have a little quick chat about it afterwards.
I really like that. But so just going back to the comment that you, you made earlier at the beginning, Jared, that this album, I've, I've never come across a Bond soundtrack that just repeats the theme so many times in each mm. of the tracks. Yes. It's like almost every track has the theme in it. I think it, it, it works well there, but uh, listening to the soundtrack album as a whole, it gets pretty repetitive after a while. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can agree with you. Great theme. I love yeah. the theme, but when you listen to it in just about every track, it, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. All right. Number two is Getting the Bullet. I picked this for completely the wrong reasons. I, thought- <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. So I I thought this, when I saw the track title and getting the bullet, I thought this was the scene with Maud Adams and him tracking the bullet. To and, the casino? You know, to the casino and all right. that sort of stuff. And I was going to tell a lovely story about going out to dinner with Maud Adams and blah, blah. And then I... <laughs> actually read the John Burlingham book and listened back to the track and like, oh, it's actually the sexy belly dancer sequence of him sucking the bullet out of the belly dancer's buttonhole. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to keep the track anyway. <laughs> it gives us an excuse to listen to some of that John Barry sexy saxophone stuff. So let's go with it. Getting the bullet. Still like that one, even though it's completely wrong track. Um, I'll save the Maud Adams story till we get to Octopussy. Oh, no, I gotta wait for a while. <laughs> yeah, I like the sexy sax, and then we get that staccato promise of action, you know, the da 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 stuff. And then it sort of goes quiet and smooths out again. I, yeah, I, I just like yeah, it's, it's, a, it's almost a cool summary track. of the whole James Bond thing. You get the sexy thing, the action beat, and the smoothing. You know? Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. Yeah, pretty cool. Good so. track, good track. I almost picked that one, by the way, in my. Oh, okay, cool. Probably for the right reasons, though. <laughs> I didn't have a Von Adams story. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So my third one is In Search of Scaramanga's Island, because I actually am still in search of Scaramanga's Island. This was actually, when I looked at the track listing, this was my first thing I zoomed in on. Another one of my business trips, I was uh, lucky enough to go to Thailand, and we were actually staying in Phuket, which is where the James Bond Island is. And we had one day free, so myself and uh, one of my colleagues decided we were going to go to James Bond Island on that free Saturday. And guess which idiot got food poisoning the night before? No! <laughs> so he went to James Bond Island and 
I just basically stayed within three feet of a certain part of my hotel room. <laughs> oh, no. So I never made, even though I got to within, I don't know, 10 miles of... That, this story hurts to here, man, on so many levels. Getting on a boat and going to... I, have, I am still in search of Scaramanga's Island, so I'm oh. hoping to return to Thailand one day and actually make it there. So, uh, Oh, man. I've never been that way that way that far west of here i've never been to asia that's where i'm trying to say yeah. i've never been to asia i've done a lot of the european bond sites a lot of the american ones and then puerto rico but i've never been to any of the asian ones man bond island would be so sweet i know i'm not making this any better for you no you're not but, no, but it, no but just you know imagine that you swallowed the golden bullet and you went to the apothecary <laughs> and you got your medicine and that's what yeah, you yeah, had yeah, to yeah. do yeah. <laughs> so very personal title for me in search of scaramanga's island let's hear it me other than the personal story aspect is it's a very atmospheric track i think it's very evocative of the area and the scenery and the just those beautiful islands and the, the seaplane coming in and yeah evokes the area and it's just a, a beautiful part of the world it is i can only guess because i've never been there but the scene is beautiful the music fits it well it's me a powerful too. track i love the little, the little flutes that come in and great track great selection that's my three of the six eight or ten or however many we're doing this time <laughs> That's our handful of the best. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to use vague measurements from here. <laughs> well, now that we've picked our six of the best, it's time to check the footlocker that we hung on the mast of our ship to see if there's any <laughs> bonus tracks in there with knickknack. And of course, we have one. This one is very simple. I found it on the YouTubes by a user named Classic Hands, C-L-A-S-S-I-C-A-N. And it is just a man with his guitar playing the theme to the man with the golden gun. And it really picks up in the second half. Let's give it a listen.
Yeah, as you said, it really picks up after the. It's a little slow at the start, but it really does pick up. It's really good. Very clever. That's a talented cat. I mean, he's not like your base skills, but. Well, no. Who could be? Who could so. be, right? But yeah, yeah I like yeah. how it was like kind of peppy and riffy. Just just a fun, simple track. Yeah, it is. I, I really liked it, though. I will say of uh, all the ones when I was looking around to build our list, the one that cracked me up was the one played on Minecraft. Um, <laughs> yeah, you shared that with me, and I actually did go listen to it. If you want to listen to the, uh, the Man with the Golden Gun played in Minecraft or any other ways of tackling this iconic Bond theme, we have yet again put together a playlist of covers on YouTube. So if you just search for Bond Music 6 of the Best, you can find the various playlists we've put together and we will put the link for the specific man with the golden gun playlist in the show notes and we appreciate you doing that's all alan does that for you guys he makes the alternate track lists just so you can have some bonus stuff to do on youtube he's too good to us And that will bring us to the end of this episode of Bond Music, Six of the Best. If you've got a question or a comment, you can email us at ohmspod at outlook.com or comment on Twitter at ohmspod. And don't forget to subscribe to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you can, leave a rating and review, too. That would be great. We'd love to hear from our Bond community, and that'll let us reach out to more of the Bond community. So that'd be good times. And if you want to chat with us personally on social media, I can be found at Yard Sale Artist. That is Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. Alan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bond Lexicon and on Instagram and Tumblr at James Bond Lexicon. Excellent. And as always, we will pass the baton to White Rocket founder and OHMS pod co-host Van Allen Plexico to thank our generous patrons who support all of our White Rocket endeavors. All the shows we do here at the White Rocket Entertainment Network are presented to you commercial-free purely because we have such great folks who keep us on the air covering all of our expenses from equipment to podcast and web hosting, URLs, and everything else. Our current patrons include Matthew Flowers, Carl Von Drunker, Samuel Salvatore, and Christopher Burleson, along with Phil Amthor, Ben Spooner, Gary Grant, Wynn Carroll, Brian Gray, Winston Boddy, Willie Carden, Tom Anderson, Susan Trawick, Logan Chilton, Stephen Thompson, Chris Usher, Justin Bean, Steve Trawick, and Richard Stevens, Phil Davis, Joshua Corbett, John Atsuki, Preston Settle, Daniel Odom, AU Falling Up, Alchemist, Kevin Smith, Clarence Alford, Will Summerford, David Hegler, Robert J. Mendenhall, Johnny Caldwell, Theodore Gary, Reynolds Wolf, Joel Beckham, Valiant Hermes, Jacob and Robin Fleming, Clay Henson, Ann Kangian, Catherine England, George Gaston, John McCune, David Evers, Andrew Barber, Timothy, Steve Harlan, Dan Thompson, Wes Atkinson, Rich Reimer, Jared Albrecht, William Glenn Matthews, and then there's Stephen Houston, Cato the Barner, Danny Flack, Papa Todd, Russell Milling, Kevin Kenoy, Don Zederman, Ross, Lane Middleton, Shannon Butson, Randall Walker, Mickey B, Hugh Anderson, Shane Bailey, Mick Vijakana, Chris Thrash, Tony Perry, Alex Wynn, Josh Teal, David Simpson, Earl Ricks, Mike Finley, and C.T. Wayne. We're almost to the end because finally we have Jeremy Minton, Wardam Wade, Spanky, J.W. Rice, Jason Albrick, Stephen Wyatt, Trevor Johnson, Auburn Elvis, Robert Drain, Brandon Smith, Royce Alvarez, Thomas Brinson, David Smiley, Matthew Wagstaff, Donnie Reynolds, Wade Carson, Ivor Evans, John Zavachin, Michael Morton, Lawrence Kane, Darren Pyle, Chris Camo, Ben Amos, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, Patrick Williams, Rob Morgan, Stephen Schuster, James Taylor, John Stubbs, Kenneth Brent Rains, Nicholas Craig, Joey Miller, Mark Squire, as well as Chris Brent Rumble, and our occasional donors such as Surfer Chickify and our great anonymous donors. We thank you all. We appreciate it. We couldn't do these shows without you. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Today's tracks are all from the 2003 remastered CD, but not remastered enough to take out Slybus, mm-hmm. um, The Man with the Golden Gun. As always, we'd like to remind you to legally purchase your Bond music via official download channels or via CD or vinyl. Please support the Bond creative community. And we will be back with six, eight, or ten of the best from The Spy Who Loved Me. We're going to roll some dice. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Probably a good idea to get the uh, script up, wouldn't it? Ah, we're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> and my script is up here. Um, I just blank. Everything just fell out of my head. His name is.
Joan Barry. Thank you. Why does this happen to us every time? Anyway, because <laughs> we need our takes reels. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. All right. Oh, God. Do you have a plan? <laughs> Rarely. Nobody, nobody said we had a plan. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's a very soporific, soporific track, Sam. So. What the hell does that even mean? Yeah, we'll try that. All right, we're back to recording. So. <laughs> Question is, am I going to make you listen all the way to the slide whistle? I was going to go. Yeah, you can. You're going <laughs> to me, on you? Oh, there it is. Oh. <laughs> I believe. I hope I'm not wrong on that, Alan, but I think I'm right. I'll, I'll edit that out if I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, we'll get fix it in post. <laughs> Not so hearing a little, anything. little bit of the ominous, and then you'll really hear it. Not hearing anything. Ah, that one button always gets me. It always gets me, Alan. There's one little checkbox. You'd think I would learn to check it by now. There we go. Okay. Now I got to work on saying H instead of H in O O H M S pods. <laughs> you'll get that. <laughs>